0: Welcome to another edition of FTU Life After the Military. I'm Tony Rodriguez. I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Brandon. Brandon and I served together out at Camp Hall as part of the assessment and selection crew for civil affairs. And Brandon is right in the middle of his transition getting out of the military. He is sporting a magnificent mustache. November. November. And uh, Brandon, I'll pass it on over to you.
1: Yeah, it's good to see you, man. Um, you really haven't changed much. <laughs> you do look you do look happier. I've really never seen you smile this much, so um, I think that's a testament to uh, how you feel um, after completing you know something something that you wanted to complete and and uh, move on to some things that you just want to do yourself and you know uh, live life the way you want to live it instead of being directed or whatnot
0: Um, yeah no like i told you we're so for those of you who don't know it's monday the day after it's veterans day and we were brandon was free all day and he asked what time did i want to do this i said after 11 um, because i sleep in now which i hadn't done in 22 years because um, i had a million things to do every day even on my days off so brandon was gracious uh, gracious enough to agree to do this later on in the afternoon <laughs>
1: yeah i don't blame you i like sleeping too but i don't know my body just doesn't let me for some reason i don't, maybe it's going to take me a while so i get out so i can sleep till 11 uh, i don't know when that's going to be but uh, yeah so i'm free on mondays i'm currently uh Utilizing the career skills program and attending a ten-week uh, CDL A 10-week, um, CDLA training program um, at uh, FTCC in, in Fayetteville, uh, and what's good about the program that I'm in is it's one of the only um, CDL training programs near us that still trains in manual transmission. I don't expect everybody to understand all of this, but um, what that means for me is I won't have a restriction on my license and I'll be able to go wherever and drive whatever.
0: And CDL that's big rigs, right? Yeah. Commercial who might
1: driving license. Um, a. So the combination trucks, the tractors that are hooked to the, the big trailers. So if, if y'all are on Fayetteville and you see a, a FTCC 53 foot trailer that says student driver, uh, look for the mustache. It might be me driving it. Give me a honk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I decided to go this route. Um, you know, my my father drove trucks, and it's something I've always wanted to do. But you know, I took a different direction and stuck out in the military. So um, now that now that I'm transitioning and getting close to being finished with my 20 years. Um, you know, I took advantage of it, and it's it's also paid for. Um, I think I think it's going to cost me when it's all said and done, maybe about a hundred dollars out of pocket. Um, and that's to include you know the physicals you have to take, the endorsements, and everything. Because the school also helps us get some uh, scholarship money out of the deal as well. well.
0: So Something how, how do you find talk. out about this? Because so, I've heard people talk about it, but I, I don't know how you would even approach this.
1: Yeah, so honestly, um, what I would suggest is, you know, take take your transition serious. Uh, I found out about this through the uh, SFL TAP program, um, the Soldier for Life Transition Assistance Program. Um, you may feel like, oh, well, they're just going to tell me, you know, this is what you have to do. I already, already know what I'm doing. I got to fill out paperwork transition. I know what I want to do after, but, um, you know, take this, that last 24 months of your career. You don't want to be, um, you know, uh, looked at as shaman or whatever, but it's your time to take care of yourself. Go to those briefings. Um, even if, Even if you know most of what's going to be covered in that briefing, there's either going to be somebody in that room attending it that knows something you don't, or you're going to be able to help somebody out um, through your own experience. And so I found out, you know, the military has a lot of partnerships um, with different organizations to help you with your transition, whether that be you want to go be an IT professional. Or you want to drive a truck, or you want to um, be a welder, or or whatnot. There, there's a, a lot of different things you can do with your transition, and you know it's free to you. It's mostly free to you, and you also get to do that during your transition. Um, you know, luckily for us in special operations realm, we have a lot of support when it comes to our command. Um, supporting what we wanna do with our transition. Cause I've, I've met a few soldiers um, recently, one that was in my class that their first sergeant still wanted them to come to formations. And it's like, we're, we're in class Tuesday to Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. So the director, he uh, he emailed the Sergeant Major. <laughs> He's like, no, this is not, that's not happening. So, you know, we're lucky in that aspect.
0: Yeah, so I heard there was actually one unit in the 82nd who, um, I forget which battalion it was, but they were putting together a board like a Soldier of the Month board or promotion board. And so you had to go before the board and present your case and your platoon sergeant had to go with you and say how they were going to be able to mitigate the problems with you being gone. And I think that's a... A joke. I think it's shameful. I think it's embarrassing. So, you need to tell me, battalion commander, that this one young E5 is the only thing that's holding together your entire unit, that if they're not there, it's going to completely and totally fall apart. You should be removed. Your sergeant major should be removed. Platoon sergeant, company commander, first sergeant should all be removed. If you guys can't figure it out, if you have a young 22 year old E5 or whatever age they are that is holding your entire unit together.
1: Yeah, you're
0: you saying you're leader of men and we're going to go over to combat and you're going to lead us to victory, but you can't figure this out.
1: Yeah, that's go just, choke he's, yourself. Got 10, he's got 10 years in the military and he already has a job lined up, um, you know, to transition and continue on with his civilian life. And like, hey, we, we really need you to pull um, this duty or that duty. Uh, as a matter of fact, his first day, our first day I met the kid, he was coming. He hadn't been to sleep he was coming off a 24 hour uh, CQ duty. And I was like, are you serious? We're, we're here to learn how to drive trucks. And you haven't even been to bed. <laughs> like, come on, that's the wrong answer. That's the wrong
0: answer. Um, I could imagine somebody driving down Skybo and they have, they've been
1: awake for already 24 it, hours. It's already. And then they were like, Hey, we're going to, you know, eventually we're going to be going down yet. I'm like, no, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, Honestly, like, communicate early and often. I've had this plan for a while. Um, I had uh, the paperwork signed by command, um, you know, six months before the class even started. Um, Before I even had retirement orders, they knew what my plan was, and they gave them time to, you know, plan manpower issues as well. Right, so. Communicate early and often, and say, "Hey, this this is I'm getting out. Whether that be ETS, retirement, med board, you know. And, and if you're going through a med board, you can use the uh, the career skills program more than once. Um, a lot of people don't know that. But if you're retiring or ETS, and you can use it once, and it's up to 180 days, so six months out, you can do an internship, um, you know, OJT, apprenticeship training, whatnot. There's a lot of different uh, avenues that you could that you could take but it's it's really going to be on you, we can sit here and, and blame our chain of command and all that stuff too but it's really on you to communicate that stuff and, and do do your paperwork properly and dot your T's and you know cross your I's
0: <laughs> yeah and I just want to apologize um, this podcast is about transitioning out of the military I just find that now that I'm getting further and further away from my military career. I become more and more vocal about um, piss poor leadership because now they can't threaten me with a general letter of reprimand or an article 15. They have uh, zero power over me and I'm loving it. So I'm a little, just a little bit more vocal about it. That's all.
1: <laughs> no, that's also. Awesome. I'm not saying nothing right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, one, because. I, I do have good support where, where I currently work and, um, or where I currently lack of work. Um, but they've supported me a hundred percent. Like, Hey, you, you've given us 19 and a half years, handle your business. You know, um, uh, I'm not going to make you come in and, and do online anti-terrorism training or whatever that may be like, handle your business. Cause that's how I'm going to take care of my family you know, I'm not going to take care of my family by coming to your formations or point sitting at land nav or whatever. Like that's not how I'm going to take care of my family. So luckily for me, I've got a good support system right now who are taking care of me, but I would be like you if you know me, like I'm not afraid to speak up. Um, if things were different, then I may have a different tone right now.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Like I, I've mentioned multiple times, um, I decided to retire because the battalion commander, the sergeant major, the S3 sergeant major, and the company commander were all great, and it took 21 years to get to that point to have, and I knew that it was not going to get any better, that I had finally reached the promised land, so I had to get out while the while it was still good, because somebody's going to be replaced, and it's not going to be as good, and so... I don't know what it's like now, but that's not my problem. So I'm very grateful for those four individuals that were there. They made my life very easy in that last year and a half that I was in the military.
1: Yeah. I was just talking to a guy from work today and he was telling me about this and that that was going on and this was stressful and that was stressful. (laughs) I was like, um, cool. (laughs) Not my problem. I'm, I'm straight. Um, but you know, I'm here. I'm here for an ear. You can call me and, and confess your sins or whatever, and I'll give me. I might be able to give you some words of advice. But you got to stick it out, man. All right. That's your so that's
0: your job. This um, program that are that you're in, are will they help you find employment once you graduate? Because I'm not too familiar with it. Um, they do have.
1: Uh, they're not really. Um, they're not really like a, 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 recruiting mill or anything. There are some schools, other schools you could go to other truck driving schools that are like owned by different companies and have partnerships like, Hey, we're going to give you a contract with this tr- truck, driving company. Once you graduate the one I'm in, it's not really like that. They do bring recruiters in. Um, they do give you advice. Um, a lot of the guys that, There's probably only one instructor that is not prior military. Um, They've all been in the military. They either retired or, or, you know, did some form of service. Um, They have a lot of experience in the industry, so they're there to give you advice on, you know, what route you are thinking of taking and then giving you the left and rights of that. Like, hey, you know, I've experienced this or that. And we have uh, recruiters come in um, from different companies to give their pitch or whatnot. Um, honestly, I think I'm the only one in my class that does not have like a specific uh, company I'm going to work for yet. Um, that's because I know I'm going to keep my options open and I have, I have a, a priority list uh, of where I want to go and who I want to apply to.
0: So I know SFL Um I've had people on here who it's been very, Degrees of, I guess, success with SFL Tap, right? But a lot of that has to do, like you said, um, with how much you put into it. Because I, I got, I have to admit, I put in ten percent. Um, well, our, just, our, our, yeah, I'm just we so see. upset with the military. Like, whatever, just let me out already. Yeah. The weird part about mine was,
1: you know, the beat, when I could first start using SFL Tap, you know, COVID was still an issue. With in-person briefings and um, in-person, you know, assistance. So a lot of my, um, a lot of honestly, a lot of my SFL Tap was just some modules online, click, 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 like you do with and your annual training. Like I didn't pay attention to a lot of it, but what I did pay attention to were, um, any timeline, um, any timeline suggestions that they may or may not have had with like, hey, you're two years out, do this. You're one year out, do this. You're six months out, do this. And then I did go to um, uh, their VA benefits and services uh, briefing. I will say that although sitting in there and listening to the person give their spiel, um, I probably took away you know, like the 10% that was beneficial to me.
0: Was Uh, it the very intense, uh, retired 92 series Sergeant Major? Yeah. 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 She's insane.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it started off like, Hey, we're looking for people. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) no, thanks. (laughs) Uh, But there were some people in that, in that, uh, room, who have either, you know, been through the process of transition, you know, longer than me or were almost done or whatnot that had some, you know, good words of wisdom as, as far as uh, if we had questions through that book that she was going through. Um, but even to this day, some of it, some of it was beneficial as far as like, you know, making sure you know how to navigate through the, the DS log on sites and being able to track your, your VA appointments and whatnot. Um, Like, for example, I was at school last week and, um, a soldier from the, from where we used to, from the, from our brigade, um, showed up. He's like, Hey, I'm transitioning. I'm in, I'm in the class in, in January. And I was like, okay, now, you know, where are you at in the process? And he's like, well, I'm six months out next month. And I was like, "Well, have you, you know, have you uh, requested your medical records? Have you started that?" And he's like, "No." I'm like, "Oh man." i like, "Here." I'm like, "I don't, I don't know a lot. I'm not an expert, but you should probably do this um, within this next month, and it's going to help you with your transition because you know as well as I do, you have a window to file your BDD claim, and if you don't file it within that timeline, getting your rating is going to take even longer." You know, if you wait until you're almost out, it could take, you know, a lot longer than it should. Just little stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I know. So if you fall below that 90-day mark, um, then you just go into general population and go to the end of the line. So, yeah, yeah. definitely that's something that everybody should be aware of. Yeah, you know, I was kind of
1: surprised, but then I, I wasn't at the same time because I knew where he was working. And I knew he was probably only worried about work. And that was his priority. He wasn't, his priority wasn't himself, which it should have been, especially when you're almost six months out from 20 years. Like, you probably should have been, um, you know, pardon the the swear words. Like, I was told by a sergeant major about a year and a half ago in a briefing, you know, sometimes you don't worry, sometimes you shouldn't worry about ending up as a shitbag for lack of better term, because you are a number. You're going to be replaced. You're not the end-all be-all, and no one's going to hold your hand and bring you to your appointments to tell you exactly what you have to do. you got to go seek it all yourself.
0: Yeah, no, so I always take things for granted. I always figure that people are like me. Um, You know, I make no – Never hide it that I got in trouble back in 2009 and got sent home um, from Paraguay for drinking. And so the unit and the army started treating me like, you know, when you're in the military, you're a second class citizen, right? Because you're not a real person. You're a number, like you said. Uh, but when you get in trouble, like you're worse than that. Like, you know, you're, I don't know, a leper, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to have anything to do with you. Um, So I had to learn things on my own. And so when I transitioned out, I realized that the army wasn't going to help me because the army is a big war machine. They have to prepare to fight wars. And once you decide that you're going to get out, you're no longer a priority. And so I had that mentality. So I make the mistake of assuming that everybody else is like that when I know there are people out there who just – they live and breathe the army. Yeah, I wish I could tell that. more
1: people, like, hey, you know, you have to go do this yourself. No one's going to be like, hey, um, Sergeant Meredith, um, next month we're, you know, we're not going to have very many uh, taskings or whatnot. Um, you should go make these three appointments. No, you got to do that yourself. Like, you got to figure out what appointments you need to make. you got to figure out what tasks you need to complete before you get out. you got to figure that out for yourself. Like a year and a half, two years ago, I was reaching out to people that I've met throughout my career that were either finished with the process, going through the retirement process or whatnot or just beginning it, and picking their brains. Hey, uh, you know what did you do here? What did you do there? As a matter of fact, you know I got a, a couple examples of you know uh, retirement uh, request packets. And I filled out my stuff when it came time, sent it up, and I had no corrections. And you know that's like an act of God, like send something up and not get anything back saying, you need to change this or you need to change that. Like it's because I did my homework and I was like, okay, because if I don't hit this, then it's going to be another month. Because if you have to make corrections to something, it goes to the end of the podcast. You got to stay on top of your stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I know you're you're working to get your license um, so you could drive, but did you take, uh, you know, there's a bunch of these different organizations. There's Hire Heroes, Hire Heroes. Um, I still get emails from Recruit Military for their virtual job fairs and then their in-person job fairs. Whenever there's 104 Bragg, I get an email notifying me that it's there. And of course, Onward to Opportunity. Did you pursue any... Uh, anything with any of these organizations or something else?
1: Um, not, not really. Um, I did do my homework as far as like learning what some of them do. And I, I have talked to a couple uh, hiring heroes, um, people about like, they'll help you write a resume or, or whatnot. Um, and I do follow certain websites and like you said, get emails about recruit military and job fairs and stuff like that. Um, it just, it's not in my, uh, it's not my path, I would say, of the direction I'm taking uh, after the military. I kind of have a set, um, a set goal or path that I, I'm, I'm trying to take. Um, but I, I can see a lot of those will be, there are a lot of organizations that are, you know, here to help um, transitioning service members, you know, ease them into it. A life after the military because even though I'm I have my ducks in a row I'm going to the CSP program I'm doing this and doing that I'm not saying I'm not stressed Like there's some things I'm stressed about Like I have all these appointments I need to hit um, did I say the right thing to <laughs> whatever doctor I was talking to or um, you know is my claim going to be done in time you know enlisted military uh, pay is not we're not going to be rich. So I still got to pay bills after the military to take care of my family. So Um, I I would say to anybody that is transitioning, um, if, if you have, if you don't know what you want to do yet, that's fine. Um, But look into the tools that are there for you. There are a lot of organizations, um, like you said, hiring heroes, Uh, troops to transportation is another one you could, you don't even have to do the route I'm taking. You can go to another program. Um, I just chose this program for different reasons.
0: Yeah, I know. So, um, so on one of my episodes, I, I was talking about how the day that you finally clear post, right, when you go for your final signature and you pick up your DD-214, the last place you go is finance, right, so you could turn in your, your leave form. And then that's when uh, that guy there um, tells you, hey, your retirement pay, there's going to be like a, a little bit of a lag. So you probably won't get it that first month. It'll probably be the following month. So budget wisely. I would assume that they would tell you this six months prior, not the day that you're signing out. <laughs> but, you know, that's, but, I mean, were you su- but I mean, were you surprised? No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's the military, right? You decided you're going to get out. You're no longer priority. Um, My big take was, look, guy, um, I get it. Like you, you're, you think you're a VIP because you work in this basement at soldier support center. I just signed out of the military. You might want to be a little bit nicer because there's nobody here that can prevent me from coming across this table and punching you in the face. (laughs) Um, but he—that's who that guy is. Um, so just so if you're going in, signing out at Fort Bragg, just just know that that guy is a little twig. Yeah,
1: um, I don't so just I don't have, have patience. Much, I don't have much left to do in uniform. I know that. Um, I have to. I got to do my SBP election, but I think I can do that email, and then I have. Um, I got a CIF and clear.
0: That's really all. So awkward, uh, the. So I don't know how it is for you, but for the SBP, um, I did everything over email and then I had to go in, um, to sign it and to do the initial review of my DD 214, but that was all in the last week before I was out. Okay. And, and then like four days later, I went and picked up my DD 214 and then that was it.
1: Yeah. I don't know when I got a. I got a paper here somewhere with all my appointments. I just know in a week or two, I have the SBP and it's separate from everything else, but I don't sign out until the end of January. It's like January 30th or something. So I'm ready. So
0: the resumes, you know, I I always like to talk about that. Have, have you started one? And if so, did you find it difficult translating military jargon into normal speak?
1: I haven't, I have not done one. Um, I know that's an issue. Um, I know people don't understand that language. Um, but I have a GB from Illinois, so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if I, you know, take my time with it, I can, you know, and, and talk to, talk to your friends, talk to people who've done it recently or, you know, on LinkedIn, you get a, uh, pretty sure you get a free year of, uh, LinkedIn Premium. Um, when you go to transition, um, so I know there's a lot of uh, organizations and people on there that will help you, uh, you know, translate that terminology. And I'm pretty sure um, there's I don't know if it's the Hire Heroes one, but I'm pretty sure one of them you can send them your JST, your um, Joint Service transcripts, and they'll they will translate that for you and then you can tailor it to whatever, uh, or whatever, um, industry you're, you're trying to pursue. I'm not really worried worried about the, the, the actual resume resume portion of it because, uh, I kind of know where I want to go and I know I don't need, I don't really need that right
0: now. So the, that's a good point, um, you know, because I was talking about how, like, when you get out of the military, you know, first thing that happens. Hey, everyone. So this is where um, part one of my interview with Brandon ends, and I'll have part two coming up here shortly. Um, again, this is a holiday season, so please uh, reach out to anybody um, who you think might be out there just a little a little lonely, a little depressed during this time of year. And, uh, you know, other than that, just remember that you are special. You do have something that makes you unique. Just make sure you, you identify what that is and maximize it um, so you can reach your full potential. All right. Um, take care of your mental and your physical health. Until next time, zot, 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 and roll tide.